Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen and today is January 2nd. Today we begin a brand new Come Follow Me block, which is Genesis chapters 1 and 2, Moses chapters 2 and 3, and Abraham chapters 3 and 4. So today I want to talk and jump around each of those a little bit as we discuss the creation and what it means for us. So first of all, I want to ask you this question. I want you to think of a time when someone made something for you. Maybe it was a Christmas gift or a birthday gift. Maybe it was a drawing that your kid did for you. But think of a time when someone made something for you. What did it mean for you knowing who made it? What emotion was attached to that item? Or what significance did that gift have now that you knew who made it? My daughter is very much a gift-giving love language person. She loves to create and she loves to give things away. In fact, for Christmas, she received a snow globe set so that she could make her own snow globe. She loves snow globes. She's obsessed with snow globes. And so she got this set so that she could make three separate snow globes. And so she worked so hard on them all day long, just playing with the clay and getting it just right and doing everything just right. And till finally, the clay had dried, everything was just right, and she could fill them with water. And the first thing that she did was leave one on my husband's pillow, then one on my pillow, and one on her brother's pillow. As much as she loves snow globes, she wanted to create it to give it. And when she does that, that gift, that creation means so much more to me because I understand who created it. And I think that that's important to understand and to remember and to recognize as we read in Moses chapter 2 verse 1 about who was in charge of this creation and who created. Now again, remember Moses is the Joseph Smith translation of Genesis. As he sat down to do the Joseph Smith translation, the book of Moses was revealed to him. And remember, God described this Joseph Smith translation as the book or the scripture of his bosom. So these are the things that mean so much to him that he wanted us to have and learn and understand. And I love this because Genesis chapter one just starts out in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. But I love how Moses expands on that. And more importantly, expands on the who. Moses chapter 2 verse 1 says, And it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Behold, I reveal unto you concerning this heaven and this earth. Write the words which I speak. I am the beginning and the end, the Almighty God, mine only begotten. I created these things, yea, in the beginning I created the heaven and the earth, upon which thou standest. Now, I love this because whereas Genesis just says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Here, he's introducing himself as God, reminding Moses who he is as God. It wasn't just in the beginning. It was, I, God, am the beginning. And another really important aspect of Moses chapter 2, verse 1, that we lose a bit in Genesis is... Moses chapter 2 verse 1 teaches us that God created the earth by the hands of his only begotten. So God created the earth through the hands and by the hands of Jesus Christ. God was the architect and Christ was the builder. Now we do see that in Genesis chapter 1, but it's a little bit different because the translation isn't quite there. 
Genesis chapter 1, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. That God in Hebrew is Elohim. Now, in case you haven't brushed up on your Hebrew lately, a really important grammatical aspect of Hebrew is that when you want to make something plural in Hebrew, you don't add an S to it like we do in English. You add an I-M. So the word Elohim, by definition, by nature, means a plurality of gods. Not just one singular God creating the heavens and the earth, but more than one. And so, my friends, we can see that this here in Moses chapter 2, verse 1, where it says God created the earth by his only begotten, there we see a plurality of gods. We see Elohim, but also we understand the eternal nature of not just a father in heaven, but a mother in heaven as well. Yes, Elohim means the father and the son, but I am convinced that Elohim also includes a heavenly mother as well. Now we, for whatever reason, don't understand the full scope or full nature of her involvement in the creation. But remember, our lives on earth are supposed to be a sort of microcosm of the eternities. We have an earthly family to teach us about a heavenly family. And just as you need father and mother for earthly creation, I'm convinced that father and mother in heaven were essential to this initial creation as well. And one of the most amazing things about the creation to me is that it wasn't just a creation of functionality, but it was a creation of beauty. Some of the most profound moments that I've had of feeling my heavenly parents' love for me is when I'm seeing the beauty of nature, that they blessed me with sunsets so that I could feel inspired by that beauty. They blessed me with the gorgeous mountains, so that I could feel of the love that they have for me. Remember, God's work and his glory is to bring to pass our immortality and our eternal life. And part of that includes the creation. This creation and the beauty of the creation are part of bringing us close to them and bringing us back to them. And all of it was part of their eternal plan. In fact, they created the earth spiritually, before they created it physically. Moses chapter 3 verse 5 says, For I the Lord God created all things of which I have spoken spiritually before they were naturally upon the face of the earth. It wasn't just happenstance that the earth was created. There was a plan in place. It was created spiritually. And then once that plan was in place, once the architect had put together this great plan, those plans were then handed off to God the Son who then by his hands carried forth the plan and created the earth. So the question then becomes, just like we started out talking today, when you understand who made something for you, how does that change the way you view the item or the gift? How does that change the way you treat the gift? How does it change the way you view the giver? My friends, do we really truly know that God and our Heavenly Mother and our Savior Jesus Christ created this earth for us? Have we really let that sink in and all that it means? And if we have, is it changing the way we view the gift that is this earth and our bodies? Does it change the way we view our heavenly parents and our Savior Jesus Christ? My friends, for me, there is something divine in the desire to create. Our heavenly parents and our Savior Jesus Christ created 
this earth, created everything in it, and created us. And because we are connected to them, we also, deep within us, have a desire to create. Elder Uchtdorf once said, The desire to create is one of the deepest yearnings of the human soul. No matter our talents, education, backgrounds, or abilities, we each have an inherent wish to create something that did not exist before. Everyone can create. You don't need money, position, or influence in order to create something of substance or beauty. Creation brings deep satisfaction and fulfillment. We develop ourselves and others when we take unorganized matter into our hands and mold it into something of beauty. You may think you don't have talents, but that is a false assumption. For we all have talents and gifts, every one of us. The bounds of our creativity extend far beyond the limits of a canvas or a sheet of paper and do not require a brush, a pen, or the keys of a piano. Creation means bringing into existence something that did not exist before. Colorful gardens, harmonious homes, family memories, flowing laughter. What you create does not have to be perfect. Don't let the fear of failure discourage you. Don't let the voice of critics paralyze you, whether the voice comes from outside or from the inside. My friends, it's my testimony that we were created with a desire to continue to create. And whether that is creating smiles on the faces of people that we meet, whether it's creating a warm filling through our kindness or generosity, whether it's through creating peace in our homes, creating miracles through our prayers, we can create. We were created to create. There is a portion of the divinity of God inside each one of us, and he is the master creator, and we are his children. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media, subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen.